Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, DK Diamantes, and today is going to be a ridiculously awesome episode because we are going to be covering the Death Guard. But before I pass it off to the superior host, Bricky, uh, shout out to all of our new patrons over at patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous. It has been blowing up. Thank you for all the support. Uh, just recently we released a really cool Sisters of Battle HD poster. So head on over to patreon.com. I think you need to be at least the $15 tier, but every tier will get you stuff like Discord access. It'll get you blooper footage. It'll get you those posters. So definitely sign up today. And uh, also... Today's episode is extra special because we have our very first podcast guest, Pat Stares at. Welcome to the podcast, Pat. Hey, 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 guys, guys. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I only have, I only have one real question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, what's up with Warhammer? What's up with Warhammer? Dude, what's what? the deal with Warhammer? What's like, what's the deal Warhammer? with it? Why is everyone taller than the other guy? It's just crazy. But you're here because today's episode is on the Death Guard. And you're a big fan of Death Guard, right? I like Nurgle stuff, man. I like it. <laughs> you like the, the stinky boys? I think he should I should he should reel it in a little bit lately. <laughs> think he's think he's been doing a too bit of a too good job, but his aesthetic is just the coolest. It is. It is. The uh, I always like the models that have like the um their stomach is like a big mouth with a flopping tongue hanging out of it. It looks very very cool. But they're decaying, stinky, awful boys. Uh, I know nothing about them except apparently Typhus has a sick model. Uh, he fucks. He's kind of like Erebus. Um, their Damon Primarch dude is Mortarian, and apparently he just straight up don't die. So. Uh, I suppose now would be a good time to hand it over to Bricky, so uh, you can tell us a little bit about Death Guard. Damn it, Shy warned me about Pat. I didn't listen. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna be up. Uh, you know, I like I like Nurgle. He's cool. I'm a little, a little tired, and then uh, I'm Pat. Pat stares at, laughs at, whatever the fuck. And Pat stares at. He stares <laughs> at stuff. He stares at stuff. He's gonna stare at some stinky ass boys. Yeah. Um, dude, these guys are smelly and they they have a nice grandpa. You know, they do. You know, actually, that's a good segue. Thank you there. I need to I need to memorize uh I need to memorize the goddamn name of the segue guy again because I need to constantly use that meme. Where is it? Dean Kamen. Thank that's you, Dean Kamen right there. For yeah. that good ass that good ass segue. Um, you know, I gotta be honest, uh, after looking at a lot of the Death Guard stuff, uh, in the tabletop world, they are a very recent faction. They came out at the start of 8th edition, which we're in 9th edition right now, so like three or four years ago or something. And they kind of came out along with Gilliman and like the Ultramarines. And so they were kind of dealing with each other and being a, being a pain in the ass. But, you know, I never actually got into the Death Guard lore itself. And after doing this research, I gotta say... You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a Nurgle believer. They actually have some really good lore. I'm 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 quite impressed. I I didn't wasn't quite sure because my favorite um, Chaos, Chaos Space Marines factions were always the uh, Alpha Legion and Emperor's Children. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I gotta say, this is some pretty good shit. I'll need to reread some of that Fulgrim stuff to see if I'm uh, and that Alpharius stuff or whatever the hell's going on with Alpharius mm -hmm. nowadays. But Emperor's um, Children is, cool. is Fulgrim. Yeah, uh, Slaneshi based. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. He's the pretty boy that everybody memes on for being a pretty boy. Well, they also meme on Sanguinius for being a pretty boy, but he dead. Yeah, kind of hard for him to... Yeah. It's Fulgrim not dead. Fulgrim big snake. But, um, actually, before we get into the Death Guard, I think we should talk a little bit about Nurgle, just, like, in general. Okay. That might be a good idea. What do you, what do you say, Pat? You want to learn about Grandpa? I'm actually just stuck back with you mentioning that the Death Guard came in with the Ultramarines, and my brain has just been going, man, I fucking hate the Ultramarines <laughs> this whole time. I'm so it's, fucking I... sick of the Ultramarines. That seems oh. to be a common theme with people I talk to about Warhammer, because I'm I'm fairly new Warhammer fan. It's usually like, oh yeah, who's your favorite? It's like, as long as it's not Ultramarine, people are solid. But it's like, as soon as you mention Ultramarine, a lot of people are like, god damn it, I'm sick of them. They can go get fucked, unless you're Luton. But, well, yeah. Luton <clears throat> is a big fan. The Ultramarines, people hate them. I mean, they as an army are fine it's whatever. It's the fact that there are more named Ultramarine characters than there are Harlequin models. Yeah, they're they're overrepresented. Even even because <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm a secondary to the core. Like I don't play Warhammer. I don't uh, read Warhammer uh, books or lore. I just play the games. And if they put out like a you know a show or whatever, I'd watch that. Right. And yeah. Ultramarines are just. Like there, it feels like every time you play a Dawn of War game, when you you go into multiplayer, there's the Blood Ravens, which are the faction they created for Dawn of War, and then you click down number one. It's like, well, there's Ultramarines, the real player yep. one. Oof, <laughs> always, always number one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a problem with Ultramarines. It's a problem with Games Workshop selling too much Ultramarines. Gotcha. They've um, oversaturated the market with Ultramarines, and now with everyone's sick so of so many. Gotcha. They just released literally a week ago another Ultramarines named character. Oof. I, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I mean, he looks okay. It's just for his terrible haircut. But anyway, let's talk a little bit of Nurgle. Um, there's actually a fun chant that I never. I when I clicked on the Nurgle wiki page right now, I never read this before. But it's. Uh, I, I don't even know how to pronounce this. It's B U B O E S Bubos. Something like that. Sure. Bubos. Yeah, sure. Uh, phlegm, blood and guts, boils, bo bogies, rot and pus, blisters, fevers, weeping sores from the wounds, the fester pours. Chant sung by plague bearer demons during battle. Wow. They're, that... they're, uh, they're very <laughs> strange. Um, so Nurgle, Nurgle is known by lots of things. Obviously, he's a chaos god. Uh, he was, you know, in a sense, we believe that he always existed, but he gained... His massive bloat, uh, no pun intended, during the war in heaven, just like Zinch and Corndon. And now he's way stronger, and, and his realm is way bigger than he used to be. But he's known as lots of things, Lord of Pestilence, Lord of Decay, Grandfather Nurgle is a pretty common one. And he represents all kinds of stuff, disease, decay, despair, death, anything that involves just like the breaking down and decomposition of stuff. Uh, lots of rot and and all that kind of thing. But the reason I want to mention Nurgle a lot, because, you know, the, the Chaos Gods themselves don't have a physical form. Like, you can kind of guess what they might look like, but they don't actually have a physical being. They've never been in, like, the material realm. But Nurgle, in his own right, like, the gods are, like, beings. They're not, like, like, uh, you know, like, like in real world, you know, like, people pray to, to a god or a deity or whatever... And uh, obviously, you no, know, they believe in, like, divine intervention, that kind of stuff. But, like, like Nurgle is, like, a physical 
like threat. He will talk to people. He he will he will fuck things up. He he's like he is as much a character as he is like a god. He's both. So, so he intervenes. Plenty. Okay. Plenty. Nur- Nurgle himself, Zinch, uh, Corn, they all legitimately like do lots of stuff. Not right. just kind of being like they're not just like like a deity you would pray to or something like they are legitimate forces. Um, they got their hands in the cookie jar. Gotcha. Yeah, like like I mean, you know, in in modern day religion, there's the discussion that you know that there are forces and stuff, but like like there is there is no uh, questioning it in the terms of Nurgle. Like yeah, like, it's, it's everyone uh, believes it's, it. It's a uh, uh, something that I, I would joke about with uh, Wooly on our podcast, where it's like you know the belief in whatever particular deity on Earth is one thing, but if I was a believer in I don't know Thor, and then Thor came down and fucking pointed at a tree and it exploded in lightning and then said, hey, here, you can do it too, and gave me magic fucking powers. <laughs> There'd be a lot more Thor worship around. Yes. Yeah, then the, then the Emperor was... Thor worship around. And then the Emperor was like, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. And then they did it. <laughs> and they did it anyway. So, I think our story, if you guys are ready to get going, we can start off with the Death Guard and then where their beginnings... Uh, entail. So I, I was curious how did uh how did Nurgle's little section of the warp like uh bloat? Cause like um wasn't what was Slanesh the one that like the Eldar murder fuck so much that he would just bloat it up and he just went crazy and then he just big sucked them all into oblivion yeah. or something? Yeah, so like when we mentioned before, there's always there's that thing where a lot of us just don't really understand the warp because that's kind of one of those things that you don't want to over explain because then it becomes a problem. Um, but the warp is assumed that it's always like the the yin and the yang to the material world. We're living in the material world. The warp is the opposite of it. And mm. in the immaterium, that's like where souls go, where all your thoughts go, all that stuff. And there's tons of places in the warp. But there was an area way back when called the Realm of Chaos. And it existed, the Chaos Gods, Korn, Zinch, and Nurgle. And the, what happened is that, you know, the Necrons were like, yo, genocide, yahoo, and went out and had their, like, God knows how long war with the old ones where they committed just horrible atrocities and, and in the trillions people were murdered. And it's just this, like, magnitude of death is what sent so many souls to the warp and then kind of bloated those main three up. Because a lot of times now, the warp is like, if you're in the warp, you're going to get murdered by demons. The idea was way back in the day, if you were in the warp, you were just in the warp, don't go to the demon ghetto section of the warp. Like, don't go down the (laughs) demon alley. But now, now we've gone from the bad alley in in Boston to, like, like this is all Compton. Like, it's, the the warp is all fucked now. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) That's the, Good that's analogy. The, I like it. Yep, that's yep. the best I, I got see right it. Now. I just see the the uh, marine ship entering the warp with a big sign that says you're now entering Detroit or Philly. <laughs> Philly. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, I, hey, I like I like Philly. My mom's side is from Philly. I'll do Detroit. Yeah. I'm down for Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, I think we're all down with Detroit. Yeah, that's an easy one. Philly is like Philly is like going in a in like a dark Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> Go through com. Actually, that's probably. Well, that's <laughs> great praise for a town. Yeah, it's more dark Eldari, so it's a little better. It's like, wait a minute, that's not. That's not a compliment. No. Well, it is to them. They're like, yeah, we're doing well. 
Um, so let's start off way back. Let's talk Mortarium. So Mortarian, uh, he's also known as the Pale King or the Death Lord or the Prince of Decay because, you know, fuck it. Um, back, so I, I'm not sure. I know you know him as DK, but just oh. in case Pat doesn't. Oh. Also known as a class of ancient Roman pottery kitchen vessels. What the fuck? <laughs> Mortarium was a class of ancient Roman pottery vessels. They're hemispherical really? or con conical bowls, commonly with heavy phalanges. Well, I mean, in in all yeah. fairness, Shy does have a picture in the 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 recording studio chat of uh, Nurgle next to this big pot that he's stirring around like a. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's sure. so sweet. They named they named the the Chaos Man after this bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's where they got it. <laughs> I guess you could say we're all bowled over by that. This anyway. This got screams like them taking like a latin root word like mort for death and just going what if we added arium to it oh pat oh i'm so sad that you don't know a lot about games workshops naming nomenclature <laughs> well i know that they're british that's like all of which, it it's all which, that. <laughs> so you got to read all of it with like a like a silly voice like i mean oh, one of the Mortarian. dudes we're talking about oh god one of the dudes we're talking he, about his name's Erebus. You know, Erebus is like Greek, you know? I do. There's Horus, you know, Egyptian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's funny. Anywho, with the bulls out of the way, um, <laughs> Mortarian, uh, so way back when, remember, the emperor made the, the 20 Primarchs, right? And then and right. then or somebody was like, yoink, and just yeeted them out into different areas. Um, now, Mortarian did not draw a good straw. So he was yeeted to a plan known as Barbarous. And Barbarous was a hunter-gatherer world, uh, completely stricken by a massive, heavy, poisonous fog. And Ooh. it was ruled by Necromancer Xenos race, or like a mutant Necromancer race. Uh, the humans that were there were the submissive group, constantly stuck in little valleys that weren't poisonous. Because it was kind of one of those things like the higher up you go, the worse the poison. And yeah. in this group of just mad, like, because like, the, they were constantly fighting each other, the subservient humans were always, like, being kind of belittled, and, and they, they were the running away group, where the, the necromancer mutant guys were constantly fucking them up. And eventually, in a giant pile of, of dead human bodies, this one guy, um, that one of the major Xenos overlords, saw a crying baby who was just fucking wailing his ass off. And this baby was, like, in the poisonous fog that should absolutely have killed him. And so this guy was like, huh, that's weird, and took him in <laughs> and named him Mortarian, or Child of Death. And now <laughs> Mortarian, he kind of wanted to, like, understand his purpose and stuff. So after years, years of being raised by this, like, necromancer mutant Xenos guy, eventually he was like, nuh-uh. I'm tired of this. I want my own answers. Because he was basically raised in a, in a cage. He was basically, like, raised as a prisoner. So, okay. he eventually broke free from this weird Xenos palace. And he saved a bunch of caravans, or, like, a caravan of humans who were about Sorry, to be... Sorry, wait. Is he a baby when he breaks free? 
No, no, no. This is after he's been like <laughs> raised for a long time, like uh, okay. many, many years. All right. No, he wasn't a I'm baby. That was, that was he a was a baby badass though. <laughs> he takes this like rattle. He just like cracks the fucking bar of his cell. No, after enough time, like the Xenos guy like raised him, kind of like a mm -hmm. made like a warrior, taught him lots of things, made him much smarter. Um, but then eventually, he kind of realized to himself like, "Hey, this is a bad deal." So he broke free and he found a bunch of humans that were actually being shepherded up the mountain to be used for experiments. And he saved their lives because he, you know, wanted to save the humans' lives. And one of them was a guy named Callus Typhon, uh, which you know sounds a lot sounds, close to like, like Typhus. Huh? Yeah, yeah so that sounds quite real interesting. Close to Coincidence. Uh, but a lot of the people that he saved, considering that he was, he had like a freak. He he had no hair of any kind. He was pale as fuck, and his skin was all crackled. Like like he had like permanent oh. chapped lips. Like he was that kind of looking guy. He was all he was like super pale. Yeah, he, he he was just he looked like he was super sickly. He's just not a very he's a very unattractive man. Uh, Mortarian might be on the list of like worst looking Primarchs in terms of like attractiveness. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't sound he doesn't sound uh, well. He no. He not was raised on a poisonous Fulgrim like fucking... character. He's <laughs> oh, Fulgrim. Oof, oof, not even a contest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to prove his worth, because the humans didn't really trust his ass, because he came from the the Xenos group. So to prove his worth, he killed a whole bunch of people trying to kill the humans, bunch of mutant enemies and other necromancer dudes with this really big harvesting scythe, which uh, is kind of where he started using that scythe as like his main weapon. Uh. Um. So as time went on and years passed, he trained his group of humans. Now kind of like this, this like revolutionary outcast group, right? He trained them, taught them in battle. He taught them how to be really good with like combat and, and, and their doctrines. And they eventually were kind of became his quote unquote death guard. That was how hey. he kind of named, hey, it's the words. Hey, it's and the word of the day. The de death, those are two words. Whatever, you get the idea. <laughs> So he, he kind of created this little group of barbarous, and with this whole group, they kind of really understood the idea of, like, really big resilience, right? Like, super, right. super good at withstanding the horrible, horrible climate of barbarous and the poison and, and dealing with the enemies. And eventually, after some time, he really cleaned house. In fact, helping them constantly gain resistance to, like, the poison and stuff, the only place he could not take over was the highest peak, the highest mountain in all of Barbarus, where his current adoptive father still resided. Right, because the poison is so much worse up there, right? The stinks so yes, much higher up. Yeah, right. the, the higher up you go, it's just so much more difficult to deal with. Um, so eventually, this dude arrived. I'll give you three guesses. Oh, th this dude arrives? Yeah, this dude. Just a, just a, Representative oh. from the Imperium. Close. The Emperor arrived. Oh, just straight up Emps showed up? Oh, yeah. Well, he was doing his big great crusade, and he was, like, finding oh, his primarchs. Oh, that's right. He was trying to find his boys. That's right. Okay. That makes sense. He, got, yeah, all fucked up. he was certainly from the Imperium. <laughs> so <laughs> the Emperor arrived uh, at Mortarium, and Mortarion was seeing this, like, clad in golden armor demigod, and he was kind of not stoked by it because he was looking at him, and he was like, like, he has this, this, the Death Guard Mortarian has, has this idea of, like, the chains that, that go around your ankles are the greatest sin. Like, like being subservient 
it is worse than death. This very oh. this like huge hatred of that because all the humans were basically like servants that and terrible for like a military power structure. Uh, being in chains <laughs> is worse than death. Yeah. Yes, but well, being like a slave, maybe oh, not like. Okay. Sorry, that's a bad way to put it. Yeah, not like being Literally. below someone, yeah. but like yeah, being forced to serve someone you dislike. Well, that still doesn't work either, but don't be a slave. Yeah, basically any kind of slaves or, or chain, like, you know, binding. Slavery is bad. Got it. Slavery is bad. Mortarian was, was, <laughs> is pretty woke. So with uh, Woketarium, he basically talked to... <laughs> he talked to the emperor, and the emperor gave him this kind of ultimatum because he said, Hey, listen, buddy, if you have proven yourself strong enough and powerful enough and if you can go up there and kill your father, your adoptive father, whomst you hate so much, I will leave. And you can do what you want. But if you can't, you will all serve me and my Imperium. And that was kind of the way the Emperor tried to get Mortarian on his side. And so Mortarian was like, yo, fuck you, dad. Not the Emperor, the other dad. Well, kind of fuck them both, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But yeah. So he made his way up the mountain. And before he was even able, like, he was a couple steps away from the front gates, his armor just started, like, corroding and rotting off of it itself. His He started, like, his Ooh. skin started, like, starting slowly, like, crack and flay. And he was just kind of outside the gates, like, just miserable and, like, screaming for his, his adoptive father. Jesus. And, like, to, to get down here and, and, and fight him. But he was just, the, he was just not, you know that part? In SpongeBob, where Patrick is in like the the Sandy's domes, and he's like, "You'll be fine." He starts like coughing because he has no air. And he's like, "What kind of place is this?" <laughs> no, are we, are we? Are we? Well, so I'm not not a big SpongeBob fan. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Are, are we are we connecting SpongeBob and <laughs> the Death Guard Mortarium right now? It's you all know, there, I, man. I like the it's metaphors. They I help. See it before. God damn it. Does Shy at least know this part? Please tell me you know this part. How do you not know this part? Someone's got to know this part. I, like I bet you our listeners know exactly what you're talking about. I just, I never watched SpongeBob. It was, it was after my time, man. After your time? Yeah. It's ongoing right now. It, is it? Yeah, it's still making episodes. Yeah, well, I, I, you know what? I, I never liked it, all right? Well, SpongeBob, me Bob, let's go serve Nurgle. Um. So anyway, <laughs> Now we found out who's really sick. <laughs> I've got the suds, which you don't get either because you don't watch SpongeBob. Okay, uh, basically he was getting up there, going up to talk to his adoptive dad, and then good old good old Emps just kind of stepped his way up there with absolutely no fucking like respite or or care, and just sliced his dad's head in two, and, and it was just like one swipe of his sword, and so naturally, you know. Now they have to serve the Emperor, because he couldn't do it himself. Mortarian couldn't, and the Emperor just, like, easily walked his way up and killed him. Yeah. However, Mortarian was not, not happy about this. He, I like, there was nothing more important to him than proving himself better than his adoptive father. To show how far he's come, and just how much stronger he was. And in fact, I'm actually, unfortunately, having to really, like, lower this, because, like, lower the importance of this... Because, like, mm -hmm. this is a pretty big fucking deal, but obviously we're Adeptus Ridiculous, not Adeptus Everything. But, <laughs> yeah. like, 
Emp's, like, stealing his kill is so, so pivotal in Mortarian's grudge. Because Mortarian had this long-going grudge with the Emperor because of that. He was not happy. Right. This feels so like a guy looking at this situation going... Like, literally dying of poison on the ground, going, I could have done that if I wanted. You you didn't you didn't have to do, you, you know. I ain't hear no bell. I, I had that <laughs> under control. Fuck. Mm. A, li a little bit, but I think I think he would have rather just left and kept on trying to get stronger until and try again. Like, yeah. it's, le it's less about getting it then, more about just being able to do it. Proving so himself the better. So Ems thought he was gonna go in there, kill the adoptive father, and then Mortarium was just gonna be like, Oh, well, yeah, sure, you did it. Man, you're so strong, I love you. Wow, look but at this guy, he's a fucking badass, wow. Yeah, he's so cool. But really, Mortarium was just like, you motherfucking kill stealer. Well, not, and sor just sort of. grudged him forever? Uh, sort of. The Emperor probably knew he couldn't do it, which is why he was like, Hey, if you could do it, I'll leave you alone, but if you can't, you're joining me. And he was, he saw him like he was like on his hands and knees, and his dad was actually came out of the gates to go kill Mortarian, and Ooh. so so the emperor just kind of stepped up after that and was like nah, so he he kind of knew what was gonna what was gonna happen, but Mortarian really wanted that kill, uh, but anyway now that they're part of the Imperium, uh, they took a whole bunch of people from Earth. and kind of because like he brought a lot of guys with him the emperor to like supply the Space Marine legions. Mm -hmm. And so, in the beginning, he had, like, a big amount of Terran, Terran Earth, uh, Space Marines with him. But Mortarium naturally wanted his, uh, Barbados, or Barbarous kind of guys. Oh, my stinky boys. Yeah, he wants his own boys. <laughs> they were, they were trained under him. They're his friends. So, he made them, I forget the actual name, because the Death Guard had a different name beforehand. But Mortarian renamed his Space Marine Legion to the Death Guard, and he bolstered up a huge amount of his numbers using his barbarous guys um and oh that was was it dusk raiders no i think dusk raiders was the name of the um was the name of the barbarous group i just doesn't matter point being they're the death guard now um but and before he set out to do his great crusade he says and i quote you are my unbroken blades you are the death guard by your hand shall justice be delivered and doom shall stalk a thousand worlds and guess who became first captain um, the the that the... Kalis bro, yeah, Typhus, <laughs> Typhus. our boy say... Typhus, first captain Typhus of the Death Guard. So, with this, he set off on his Great Crusade. And if we remember the Great Crusade, it was when each Primarch would have to make a whole bunch of worlds for them, and to you know really get more things for the Emperor. Remember, Lorgar was doing really bad at it because he turned everything into a fucking church. Yep. Yep. And then he got wrecked. Yep. Hard. So, he, uh, Mortarian believed, like I said earlier, that shackling humanity, anyone who has that concept is to be outright destroyed. And that any kind of barbarism like that is the greatest sin of all. And, and he truly built up his Death Guard to be insanely tanky. Just extremely tough. They're genetically really good at stopping things like, like poison or like bioweapon attacks because of their old home planet. They're... Just super disgustingly resilient, which is a joke because uh, in on the tabletop game they have a special rule called disgustingly resilient. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Um, it, it gives them like minus one damage. It's actually really good. 
but uh, disgustingly resilient was the whole idea behind his death garb. And okay. basically, with the like prevailing conditions on Barbarous, uh, and it was like having so many different like foul beings of like the mutants and stuff still kind of stalking in different areas. Uh, there was a constant talk from the Earth-based Space Marines that they were like, "Ugh, maybe we should have just like euthanized or." or you know, just like removed all of the people on Barbarous to a cleaner world so they wouldn't uh, have that much of an issue and so their future generations can be happier. And, and Mortarian was like, excuse me? Excuse yes. me the fuck? But that planet's a shithole, dude. It is, but he's like, excuse me, it's my shithole. It makes him super resilient too, right? Isn't that the whole point? Well, is it's that like, because they're there, they're like super resilient and they don't have to... Well, it's like a, it's like genes, you know, like so many generations of having to deal with a fucking planet of poisonous fog. Mm -hmm. You just get really good at it, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's a good thing. Everyone else was like, "Dude, just leave it," and, and he's like, "No, I like it." And he believes that the warriors that come from Barbarous are just straight up stronger. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about um Katachin yet, but there's like an Imperial Guard world called Katachin. It's basically okay. a jungle where every single plant and animal is carnivorous, and it's. Oh uh, yeah, yes. you've, you've mentioned that before. Yeah, they're all like Rambo. Uh, they're they're yeah, like yeah. they're all like really fucking big meathead looking dudes, just like through generations of having to live on this planet. You know, like you know, like mm. like uh, you know Darwinism, that whole deal. Yeah, evolution. Yeah, evolution. That's the word. That's the word. I'm too. I, I got the, the stinkies going to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but through time, there came became a kind of like a rift between like the Earth Death Guard and the Barbarous Death Guard, right? And if Mortarian could only have Barbarous troops, he would, but he he doesn't. However, um, do you remember the Battle of Isvan Three? The Battle of oh, Isvan totally. Five was the drop site massacre. Remember you mm -hmm. remember that one, Pat? Do you yeah. know this one? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so. Okay, so we only got to worry about Isvan 3 then. So, this is the part, if DK to remind you and to our viewers, is the part where Horus was like, okay, there's about one-third of our group that's still Emperor-worthy. We're going to send them down to this planet and then virus-bomb them. Yeah. So, basically, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, damn, they, I, they found me out. I was really loyal to the Emperor, and now I'm going to yep. bomb you. Bye-bye, <laughs> loyalists. So, um... Actually, before we jump into that real fast, uh, Mortarian and Horus, specifically during the Great Crusade, were both really good tacticians. Basically, the idea was that the super resilient Death Guard would go in, wear the enemy down, draw their fire, and then Horus would just come in for the kill. And they were really good at it. Um, they grew rather close, actually. Really close. Mortarian was this weird, pale hairless man with a breathing apparatus and a big scythe and Horus was one of the only Primarchs who was like hey you're my buddy you're my brother I love you man Aww. and because you know <laughs> Horus was awesome before everything went downhill yeah. um, so it by the time Horus had his issue and running with Erebus and such like having Mortarian swap sides to Horus to help with the heresy did not take much convincing oh yeah I, he I already imagine yeah yeah, he already hated the Emperor for what he did, and he was tired of the damn Earth troops. Like, it didn't take much convincing to just get him on his side to eventually be a part of the heresy. Um, so, naturally, 
when they did Isvan 3, that one-third of the Death Guard army, that one-third that was from Terran, that were Earth dudes, were the ones that were sent down to the planet's surface and then virus bombed into oblivion. Yep, I, I, I have no problem seeing that one. Um, that, like you said, it probably wasn't, <laughs> probably wasn't a long conversation. It was like, you want to fuck up the Emperor? Yep. Yep. And also, sure. yeah, there's actually a great thing that I didn't really mention that Shai greatly reminded me of. Um, Mortarian disdains psychers. Like, oh. hates them. <laughs> he hates them. And, and also, it's mainly because... The dudes on this planet, the necromancers, they were necromancers because they were like often like psyker based or like warp magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, so they used them to make the people subservient. And when Horace went to the uh, said the emperor used the warp and stuff and was a psyker, Morty was like, "Wow, I knew it. What a douche." Yeah, I mean, just when you think that he probably couldn't hate the emperor more than he did, oops, all warp magic. Oops, all um, psychers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, basically, Mortarian sent down that one-third to the ground and virus bombed the shit out of them. Uh, however, there was a slight issue where that one dude, uh, Nathaniel Garrow, he was part of that Death Guard ship and he was able to flee and, like, warn everybody. That was, like, the big, uh, that was, like, the big move that really, that really mm -hmm. helped out. Um, long story short on that one is that, basically, Typhus was, like, a... Uh, I found this cool rival guy named, like, Grulgore. What the fuck his name is? He's like a rival to Garo. And Grulgore was super, super, like, chaosy. And he decided to put them both on the same ship as the Garo guy, just in case, because he didn't trust the Garo guy. But Grulgore found, was found out and murdered, and then the Garo guy fled. And Typhus tried to get him, but he wasn't able to. But, yeah, basically, if that Nathaniel Garrow guy didn't escape the Death Guard ship, the Einstein, this is a huge deal, but I've already talked about it. If he yeah, didn't yeah. escape it, like, I, Emperor may have lost, because the ability to oh. warn everybody was a huge deal. Like, he fled, and he told everyone, like, yo, people are turning. And without that, they may have been, like, woefully unprepared for the upcoming hey, Emperor, fights. you might want to take a look at your boy, Horace. He's being a little bad. A little mean. He's, he's a little mean. Yeah, just a he, little. He got he got stabbed, and some douchebag named Erebus was like, "Yo, here's the future, man." <laughs> so, Except his, he didn't see his future, and yeah, anyway, no, because he didn't have a future. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Sick so burn, dude. <laughs> let's talk about Typhus a little bit. So, this the quote unquote Typhus the Traveler. Look upon me. And know that I can slay you at will. You have no defense save one. To look into the darkness at the back of your own mind. There you will find Father Nurgle waiting to offer you life in return for your submission. Deny him and you are mine. So Typhus, <laughs> unfortunately, was born a psyker. Now, oh. he, unfortunately, being a psyker would have lots of problems he would things would like smash around and move when he walks by like plants would just wither and die with a glance mm -hmm. uh he grew up not in a great state because well yeah and he was also you know kind of <laughs> kind of stuck in a valley of a poisonous planet and things weren't great for good old typhi um yeah. the death guard naturally because they hated psychers so much he had to hide this. He had to hide his potential the best he could. Uh, but 
Typhus, once he became a Marine, he was so good in battle. He also had like a little scythe. He called the Man Reaper. And he was fantastic. <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a whew, that's a name for a for a, for a weapon. Um, fu- well, I mean, at least it's uh, like Mortarian's scythe is called Silence. Just see, called that's kind of like edgy. Like I, I get it. That's you know, classy. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a classy name. Man Reaper is just like, what are you fourteen? Like you just first. Typh- like, Typhus had to hide himself. No one understood him. <laughs> baby's first trip to hot topic i'm gonna get the i'm gonna call it the man reaper like typhus the uh, the lord of the destroyer hive host of the destroyer hive sorry that's his full title (laughs) um so he actually was pretty selflessly heroic in fact one time there was he saved an entire group of sisters of silence which are the ones that make psychers want to kill themselves by jumping on a grenade that was that jumped near them, and after and it blew up in his chest, and after a week in the hospital, he got he was able to make himself out. But he, a psyker, went to those people that make you want to like claw your eyes out by being just even near them, and he and he jumped on a grenade, literally, like that. What a cool guy! Yeah, that's pretty cool. He doesn't he doesn't sound like a like like the fucker that I've been led to believe that he is also how did he even like can you f- if you're a psyker can you function around those sisters or does absolutely it just make your not. mind go wonky okay so yeah absolutely <laughs> not they they completely nullify everything they make they make it really really bad um even in game you can't even like hit them with psychic power it's like it's impossible you are unallowed to it's uh it's pretty nutty um yeah. but he at some time Typhus, he met with somebody. You want to guess who that somebody is? Who Typhus met with? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's who you think it is. It's who I think. So I'm. It's it's gotta be either like Mortarium or Horus, I guess. Oh no no no! It was Erebus. Oh, it was Erebus. Of course, of course, of course. Of course, it was it's Erebus. Erebus. He's back. Is Erebus is here? It's the How return episode. I? How could I not? How could I not? Now nah, I'm so, gonna look up Erebus. Erebus Ere- is a fucker. Yeah, Erebus is the worst fucker. Everything that is wrong is partially Erebus's fault. Yeah, b- basically, Erebus uh, gave Horus a vision of chaos that turned him chaos. He he screwed up, like, Lorgar, which made him really angry. Like, I would say that the person whose greatest fault it is is Lorgar and the Emperor for why uh, everything went to shit. But good old Erebus is pretty up there on the blame. Oh, so it's all his fault. Got it. Easy. Yes, it's all or, well, it's fault. also Magnus's fault, but that's a different N- What? No, Magnus did nothing wrong. Stop it. <laughs> I've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, by so, me. Yeah, and, and most of the internet. <laughs> but um, Typhus, basically, he joined Erebus in this thing he had called the Seven Pillared Lodge. And Erebus showed him a vision of what could he could be if he stopped hiding his psychic powers and he stopped hiding his potential. And he saw himself at the height of what he could do and not being constrained by the the hypocrite of an emperor saying that never to use psychic powers when he himself is using psychic powers and all this stuff. And like, yeah, yeah, it's about right. Emperor was kind of a bad dad. Yeah, he was was the worst dad of ever. Just the worst dad period. He's He's pretty up there on, on bad dad medals. (laughs) <laughs> but so naturally at that point after that Erebus meeting 
that's really when he was like, okay, I'm not serving the Emperor or Mortarian. I'm serving someone new. So that's where he probably truly actually went over to Chaos. Yeah. And then after that, after that whole situation with Garo and Grilgor and, and all that crap, and basically the Isvan 3 virus bombing, mm-hmm. Typhus took it upon himself to murder all of the navigators aboard the ship. And the navigators oh. are the guys who just, you know, they like to see through the warp and they allow them to make their way around, you know, pretty right. uh, pretty standard stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, by killing them all, now, of course, Mortarian loathed psychers, but they needed to move. They needed to get out of there. because You gotta was, fly it was, the fucking ship, man. Yeah, it was wartime. Like, this, like right after this happened, they went to go do the, the drop site massacre, and then right after that was like the Siege of Terra. Like, they got to scoot. So, <laughs> basically, Typhus was like, hey, hey, Mortarian, I am a psyker, you know? Like, you know this. I've been, high, I've been keeping it, like, kind of under wraps, but I can fly the ship. Don't, don't worry. And I'm cool. You know me. Yeah, you, yeah, you're a good friend, you know? I look a little bit greasy, but I don't look that bad, you know? Get a little bit of a, get a couple shaves. I, I could look all right. And so, Mortarian was like, eh, fine, whatever. Fucking do it. Fucking do it, do him. And this is truly the giant turning point of the Death Guard. Because navigating into the warp, Typhus threw them directly into the hands of Nurgle himself. Oh, and did he? He did. He helped navigate them di- uh, through the warp directly into the grasp of Grandfather Nurgle. And right as that happened, this is truly like what's known as the Doom of the Death Guard. They, the entirety of the Legion was subjected to a horrible infection called the Destroyer Plague and Nurgle's oh. Rot. And these big, oh. fat, dog-sized flies buzzed through the entirety like a, like a fog through all the ships, stinging and biting different kinds of, of the warriors and their flesh uh. turning into like a jelly. The venom sting caused their flesh to, to boil and, and have gross their their bellies started to grow yellow and and uh break through their armor like jaundice and distend oh. their eyes would like like run out of their sockets like an egg their power oh, armor would be Jesus. grafted on their ar- on their arms they they spawn boils and they're like full body scabs and pus and but the worst Shit. part about this whole thing is that well two things one Typhus got the best of it. He was rewarded heavily. He swelled up huge. His skin fused to his armor. Giant funnels of bone came from the back of his body and poured out thousands of flies gnawing at his the inside of his of his body. And he now is basically a moving, walking a hive of insects. Which is why ah. he's called the, the Destroyer Hive. It God. is super nasty. It's super nasty. I didn't know he turned into a literal walking hive. Yep, like, that's why I, he's I host of were... the Destroyer Hive. Yeah, I well, I you know now the name makes sense. Uh, he's nasty. He is nasty. Oh. There's they're gigantic. God. Like like it literally looks like smoke. 
with the thickness of flies and and bugs that can fly towards you and they imagine an entire cloud but like a cloud where it just looks like smoke from a fire but it's actually a bunch of tiny wasps that are coming in there to give you like aids oh yeah i'm good man no typhus was is very good awful. he's stoked he is so stoked uh, i was gonna say what what are the what are what are the bugs that come out of him actually do, do they just like give you like disease and rot and make your skin melt or pretty like, much is there a specific like tabletop well you might talk about the tabletop stuff later yeah, I could mention that a little bit, but but overall, it basically it just like melts through anything, flesh eating, just like pestilence. Like Typhus loves to have tons of of contagions. He loves. loves having millions of different kinds of diseases. He likes to experiment. He, he's all about it. Uh, but so of you course, you really don't want to meet Typhus on the battlefield. You really fuck, don't. Fuck no, no way. He alone has caused so many problems. Jeez. Uh, but with all of this, there was one horrible aluminum lining. All right. So the biggest issue that like possessed itself in this situation was that the Death Guard, being the Death Guard, were so damn resilient. And so taking up this entire amount of rot and pain and stuff, they weren't dying. They were being transformed and deformed and fucked with, but they wouldn't die. So it was just this constant, never-ending pain. And Oof. Mortarian was there, and he was watching this whole thing. And Nurgle himself reached out and was like, pledge yourself to me, and I will make it stop. Boy, that's, uh, that's a hard one to refuse. Uh. He, he, cert <laughs> he certainly didn't. And so with with that, Mortarian, he not just pledged him like to uh, pledge the legion to him, but like pledge himself. Mortarian himself. And so with that, he said yes. He pledged his allegiance to Papa Nurgle. And Mortarian offered his soul and the soul of all of his sons of the Death Guard into the Immaterium for deliverance from an eternity trapped in the warp. Constant, unbearable pain. So, with that, they all eventually left the warp as Plague Marines and the new Death Guard. Mortarium is now sprouted these giant wings. He's fucking huge now. Mm -hmm. He was, like, elongated. The, the wiki says he was a lot like he was stretched on a rack. Uh, oh. Like the old torture device. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was still obviously quite pale, but uh, he, like, with all the new bugs and disease now, the Death Guard had truly become... This entire like walking pestilence. It was yeah, really I, nasty. I, I have I have seen um, Mortarium after he after they go plague and he is uh he's he's wild. I mean he's uh, pretty the cool. Mask, the hood, the giant, crazy infected wings. He's wild. Uh, I if I had any confidence in my painting, I I would absolutely buy a Mortarium mini. Uh, he's a big <laughs> fucker, right? So, yeah, he would be a, he would be a great option in terms of uh of being able to paint that bastard. I, I really like his model you. a lot. What's up? For clarification, so the way Nurgle's diseases work, he wasn't gonna suddenly uninfect all those dudes. It just made it so that they would be functionally adequate, and also it wouldn't hurt anymore. Is that basically it? 
Uh, yeah, basically, it's, well, if they were stuck in the warp, it would basically be them there for, like, like forever. For eternity, mm -hmm. constantly having their bodies fucked with uh, by Nurgle's rots and diseases. And uh, basically, by agreeing, they, they sold their souls in exchange to stop the pain. Um, mm -hmm. Honestly, Death Guard, both in lore and in game, they feel almost no pain. Like but they're still kind. very icky and stinky. Yes, they're still horrendously gross, but they're they're very much uh, not like they're not really suffering anymore. That's kind of, that's kind of why they always talk about like like Papa Nurgle's gifts, because with the gift of this pestilence and decay, you no longer feel pain and you no longer like have a fear of death because you're like unending, your stagnation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's that's that's one of the cool things about chaos is that like chaos is both the good and the bad. Papa Nurgle is all about disease, rot, pestilence, but he's also about like, like, uh, like the an end and acceptance, you know that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, the, neat the the chaos gods do give you a bump. Like the deal isn't for nothing. Yeah. No, just so long as they have you under their foot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like so Mortarian is strong as shit. He's like he's like the main demon prince of Nurgle. He's like his number one. Uh, like subservient guy. So did Typhus navigate them into Nurgle like on purpose? Because absolutely Erebus told him absolutely. to. Absolutely, no, no. Typhus did okay. it himself. He was like, "I'm gonna oh, do it." Oh, okay, gotcha. I, 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 I wasn't clear if that was like a mistake. If he meant to do it. If Erebus was like, "Hey, you know, if you do it, Nurgle will make you super strong, and he'll turn you into a hive or something." So, uh, oh no, he kind of knew that would happen because okay. he knows he, he's already like he was already a servant of Nurgle basically at that point. But um, oh, okay. he was, gotcha. yeah, he did it on his own. He was like, I'm going to do it. He didn't even need Erebus. He's like, I'm going to steer them dead into Nurgle. And I'm, go and I'm going to deliver my, my whole legion to Nurgle. So he will reward me with power. And that's exactly what he did. Damn. So, was, there any, was there ever any beef between uh, Mortarium and Typhus? Well, right now there's a lot of beef. I was going to um, say, because like, uh, Mortarium probably wasn't savvy to what Typhus was doing? He was not, because he disdained Ooh. Psyker so much, which is a bit ironic, because Mortarian is a Psyker now. Um, be because uh, <laughs> because of the, the demon Primarch transformation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's... he. There's a lot of beef right right now. They I think Mortarian fucking hates him. <laughs> um, oh. but, but obviously, they're still, they still work together, so there's no real options. Um, but, like, okay, so... Actually, this, this segues pretty well. I forgot the guy's name again. Damn it, um, Dean Cayman. Dean Cayman. Thank you. Um, so he basically like we got to the Horus Heresy, right? They pop out. They try to help with the Horus Heresy. Things don't work. We we all know that thing. Horus dies, etc. So yeah. then all of the legions, the Chaos Legions, start fleeing. But the Death Guard in particular flee very like calmly. They make their way out and they head right towards the Eye of Terror, which is that like like zipper into real space, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and he heads in there, slowly making his way, and then he is eventually gifted a planet in the Immaterium by Nurgle. He has created the Plague Planet, which is its own entire planet dedicated to Mortarian and the Death Guard inside the warp, because the warp has planets and shit. Mm -hmm. um, and that he basically rebuilt it in the image of Barbarus. Like, molded into a copy of it. This time, oh. though, this time Mortarian 
sits at the top of the tower where his adopted father used to be. This is this oh. is new throne, which is oh, kind of cool. Okay. I was gonna say Mortarian probably likes that. Um, oh, he, he, he never stoked. wanted to leave. Uh, he he always wanted his soldiers from there, right? And he now you know, I am home. the captain now. He he is literally the captain now. The irony that he's the one sitting on on top of the throne that he wanted to kill his dad on. Well, he uh he now has finally deemed himself the better. He he yeah, now has yeah. taken the spot, so he is now better than his father ever was. So he feels quite content. The problem is that Typhus, like Death Guard, very stagnant, right? <clears throat> Not much movement. Yeah, uh, that's kind of the point of the Death Guard. So he has his planet here, and he's content with just kind of chilling. And he'll occasionally send out forces to attack like Cadia, which uh, eventually Cadia fell. But um, besides the more recent things with the Dark Imperium and him fighting Gilliman and stuff, he's just kind of, he's pretty chilling. He's just kind of doing his own thing. And Typhus is fucking infuriated by this. He's like, I gave you guys all these Nurgle gifts and you don't appreciate them, and you're going to sit here and do nothing with them, you absolute buffoons? I'm out of here. So Typhus takes his, like, horrible tumor of a ship and a big fleet, and he just kind of leaves to go oh. spread disease wherever the hell he can because he thinks it's fun and he wants to do it, and he wants to spread Papa Nurgle's gifts out there. And Mortarian's like, yeah, whatever, man. He's, I mean, he's actually kind of like that. He's like, just... Okay, fine. Do what you want. Do what you feel like. Mm -hmm. But if I need you, you come back. If I need you. You get back here immediately. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I can see how Mortarin wouldn't mind because I mean, Typhus is just going out and he's just fucking shit up. I mean, he's really fucking shit up. Typhus is is a absolute, absolute like threat. He he is terrifying, and his ship is disgusting. Ew, his ship is gross. I just posted a Dude, picture that of ship, it. Dude, that's a cool ship. That's that's a, it's a cool ship, but that's such a nasty ship. That's I think it's called the, uh, I think it's called yeah, the Terminus Est. I think it's what it's called. The Terminus, yeah, Terminus Est. Flagship of cool. Typhus the Traveler. Yep. It's Man, disgusting. these Latin names are just like the worst. I know. <laughs> I know. It won't stop. Thanks. This, Thanks, this, is, this is Games Workshop. It will never stop. <laughs> oh, man. It kind of looks like that ship's made of fur, and I don't like it. Yeah, it looks like it's made of mold. Yeah, moldy it's super nasty. And, I feel bad for the, for the people who are listening and not watching, but it's it looks literally like a flagship that has gigantic teeth and eyes and sores all over it with like a, with like a white brown mold fur all over it. It's really yeah. gross. You know, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, <coughs> you could probably see it. That's true. You probably would. You should probably post it. Yeah. yeah. But that kind of is where the Death Guard are at right now. Um, they've, they've actually recently kind of come out again. Mortarian has recently made his way out of the, of the Eye of Terror and started to kind of get back into the swing of things and start helping lead more uh, Plague Crusades. In particular, he's actually created some kind of, of horrible plague that has killed like four separate Necron tomb worlds. Which Holy is a shit. huge blow to the Necrons. Like losing That's a tomb a world is a deal. big deal. It's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. I didn't even know Necrons could get sick. That's how that's why Nurgle is so scary. He's he's really, really nasty, and his plagues can just like eat through everything. I, I think it's more the idea that like 
it's less about getting sick, but you know, a, a disease, right? A disease or a plague is a, is a virus. It's an organism, and mm-hmm. enough of these organisms can eat through anything. Oof. I think that's that's the uh, that's the whole. At least that's the concept. So it's more like they just kind of melted down the Necrons. Not necessarily that they like infected them with a plague, but they just there was so much of their shit that they just melted them. I possibly I'm not a hundred percent familiar, but I'm assuming there was some oh. way they did it where they just kind of like they kind of just like use the disease to scooch their way through all of it. Oh. But um but now yeah, now they're now like right now Typhus is on his horrible, disgusting crusade. Good old uh, Mortarian is on his crusade, and he's causing problems for people. Uh, Gilliman ain't happy. He came back, and he's being he's being a problem. Uh, it's uh, right now their entire entire point and world is to just create as much death and decay as they possibly can. That is I their mean, entire entire option. Yeah, well, they're they're they're. It seems like they're really good at their job. They so, are doing great at their job. Business is a booming. Business is absolutely <laughs> a booming. They are, they are, it, it, it's kind of hard to describe the sheer level of like disease that Nur- that Nurgle and Mortarian and the Death Guard can provide. Like I, I wish I could I wish I could really put a paint a picture of what this is like. But it, it's imagine Did you guys ever watch that movie um The Day the Earth Stood Still? I did not. Yes. There's like a slight part where like the big robot guy turned into like a like a fog and whatever it ran into it just like ate it up. Like like, like kind of like dis- dismantled it. Oh yeah, I vaguely remember that. Like like oh, actually like you know like the scarabs in like the mummy and they would like they would like roll over someone and there'd be bones left. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that but like uh, like like a like contagious like that, but flying, but bajillions, and also like disease. It's Ooh. it's really difficult to truly explain how how effective these guys are at just making sure everything rots. Jeez. Well, I mean, they are plague marines, so they yeah. are. They they've got they've got some pretty awesome models that like the noxious blightbringer. Also, I never mentioned this. Um, they have a sacred number. It's the number seven because they're the seventh legion, and it's mm-hmm. the number seven is the the number of Nurgle. Um, so okay. a lot of their stuff revolves around seven. It's kind of cool. Hey, I have a question, and this might be a answer. silly question. This this deep into the podcast or series of podcasts, but it's something that I always wondered. So I'm looking at Mortarian, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at his plague boys, and they are, for all intents and purposes, space marines. With bonus shit. Right. Like, like I'm a space marine. I have a, I have my bolter. I'm still a giant man, etc. Um, why is it that space marines are actually able to compete with just better space marines? Well, because often they're not necessarily better in every way. Uh, normally, when you give, you take. And mm-hmm. also, often the um, the Space Marines are naturally a very organized strike force, where the Plague Marines are just kind of like I don't want to say that they're not organized, but they're very much like Plague Marines are very slow. They are incredibly slow. They are super fucking tanky, mm-hmm. but they are they are super slow, 
and their war gear and stuff isn't really like as powerful as opposed to them getting in on you and causing issues. Um, it's it's weird because like the chaos themselves, like while they do give, they also take, and also marines like chaos space marines are not so easily replenished. Like right. it's it's very difficult. Oh. Like if you want more chaos space marines, you need to pretty much get more marines turned to Nurgle's side, which is quite difficult. As oh. it, when it comes down to like just refilling more imperial stuff, like humans fuck a lot, man. Like you have plenty of numbers. <laughs> um, I, I think also also you know plot armor. There's that. Mm-hmm. There's always a thing, but it, normally it is like a like a give and take. Uh, for instance, Slanesh is very fast and mobile, but they're they're always like melee. They don't really have like great tactics and such because they're they're mainly just like go in there and and murder people. Death Guard, like I said, super slow, and also being such a such a powerful like disease carrying kind of group any ability that can help stave off infection or disease can actually be quite handy even if it's very difficult like you might be able to stop off like a plague marine forest but if mortarian's there <laughs> good you're fucking luck you're so fucked <laughs> so it so that their extra stuff kind of makes up for the fact that they can't really replenish themselves super easily like the the space marines are always going to have the numbers but they're not going to have all the spiffy extra shit the chaos has. Uh, to an extent, yeah. Their spiffy extra shit comes into the idea of war gear. If you want to yeah. be a spiffy, fancy ultramarine, it's because you've got spiffy, fancy ultramarine stuff. New tanks, new flyers, new all this kind of thing. Like The Death Guard don't really... I actually don't think the Death Guard have any like flying vehicles of any kind in their current codex. They might have some of the lore, but they have like maybe some tanks and stuff, but... Well, it looks like their leader is as close to a flying vehicle as they get. Pretty much, yeah. He's a flying monster, uh, at least in in terms of the game. Um, I'm being totally honest. I'm, I'm assuming this is the reason they have a very difficult time replenishing their numbers, but because they're so insanely hard to kill, well, that it's kind of yeah. like it's just like oh whatever. It'd be too it'd be too busted if they could easily replenish like a plague marine. Yeah, actually, um, Dark Imperium was the name of when the Death Guard and the and the Ultramarines kind of did their fighting. It was actually, in my opinion, a pretty good part of the lore because Acadia just fell, and the Eye of Terror just got really big, and like the the Imperium was on the back foot. They were they were like Mortarian stuff were going through, and they were killing a lot. Like you know how normally you see lots of like artwork for GW, and it's always the Space Marines winning. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not this time around. Not this time around. The Death Guard were were taking names. Damn. They were really going hard. And that really kind of created a, a pretty awesome bit of lore, being able to watch as the Imperium like scrambles and falls back. Because normally they're always winning stuff, just often due to their numbers. Because a lot of people forget that the Imperium has what literally might be a million planets. Like, that's, people, a, that's a lot forget that's a couple yeah it's uh, do, pretty insane does, does mortarium have like an equal on the opposite side like can like can you fight him and uh, have any chance of like winning <laughs> like is there a way to stop him okay do you mean in lore or in game uh in lore 
in game, uh, there's got to be a way to stop him in game because then they would just <sighs> roll with death guards and no. mortariums. There's not many ways. Um, oh. <laughs> there, so so okay. So I'll start with game first. Mortarian. I want to talk about this because Mortarian. The death guard just got a new codex like a month ago, okay. and they. I watched the most recent tournament game, and on the top four, three of them were death guard. First place was Death Guard. Second place was Death Guard. Third place was Harlequins. Fourth place was Death Guard. And first and Jesus. second place both had Mortarian in it. Normally, back in the day, Mort Mortarian was kind of bad because, mm -hmm. like, he would fuck. Don't get me wrong. He would fuck. But he wasn't tanky enough. Uh, like, if you focused all of your guns on him turn one, he probably couldn't survive. And that was, like, 500 Aww. points down the drain. That sucks. It, it was really unfortunate. Now, I don't, I don't, oh my God, I don't know how you kill this guy. So at this point, he's almost 500 points and he's got a high toughness. He has 18, it's called wounds, it's health. He has 18 mm -hmm. health, but then with a four up invul on a four up roll, every damage you take goes away. And then he has a built-in oh. minus one damage. So whatever you take, you take minus one damage. And then after that damage has gone through, you roll another dice, and on a five up, there you don't take the damage. It, like wow, it is really fucking hard to kill Mortarian. He might uh, be the tankiest model in the game. Gross parts. You shot me in my, in my in my pustule, <laughs> and now it's spit on you. I don't know anything about the tabletop, and even I'm like, wow, that's fucking busted, dude. <laughs> he's he's insane. He's got all of these extra powers and these giant auras of like disease and plague. Uh, in in like lore, I suppose you could kill him in like the normal way, where you take seven tanks and you shoot him at one time. You know, like like there are plenty of lore ways in that sense that you could probably kill him. But I mean, you know, he's a is there not like. Is there not planet annihilating technology in Warhammer? Oh, there absolutely is. They use it oh, quite yeah. a lot. So yeah, you just yeah, you just hit him with that shit. Well, he's <laughs> that's the thing though, is like, you know, he's a, a great general. He's not gonna let you. He's, if he yeah. sees you coming, he's gonna be like, I'm gonna dip. And and what's even more annoying is the fact that like he's a demon primarch. Demons come back. Like Oh. If, you, if you forget, like, demons in the warp, if you kill the demon, it'll go back to the warp and it'll be respawned because they're a servant of the dark gods. If you kill Mortarian, there's a good chance he's just going to come back in God knows how long. You might have oh. a good couple hundred years of being safe from his ass, but... <laughs> oh, wow. So, like, if, if, if Mortarian is storming you, do you just, like... What, like, cause it doesn't sound like you can do anything, really. Like, even if you kill him, he comes back. If he's there, it's like, well, should we really waste the resources to kill him? Like, do you just, like, ah, fuck it, abandon the planet. Let's just, whatever. Well, it's the way... Like, the what, way do you, what do you like, do? <laughs> well, when you say, like, do I waste the resources, you gotta remember, like, like, like if you're, if you, if America right now went to, Ru went to, to war with Russia or China or whatever the fuck, sure. right? Something sure. like that. If they're attacking you... If like I don't know the big like like Spetsnaz or some like special forces were attacking you, your mind isn't in the in the thought process of like, do I really care? Because you absolutely do. Like yeah, if yeah, Mortarian is attacking you, if Mortarian's attacking you, he's like he's going full force. Like you don't get the luxury to be like, is it worth spending resources on this? Like no, yeah. it is absolutely worth spending resources on. <laughs> you got to stop him. He's a problem.
Or he he'll just, just take like your points. Sounds like he's nigh unstoppable. Like it's just at the very least crazy. you get some good hits in. Yeah, and well, even if it's considered good hits in, because he he's surfing of Nurgle, he just shrugs it. Like honestly, yeah. Mortarium, like he's kind of taking what he wants right now, and there's not much stopping him. God. So if he just if he just led a campaign, could he just like just wipe wipe them all out? Oh, oh God, no! There's like a million. So, I uh, actually I looked this up. There, they talk about like there's like a million uh, worlds in the Imperium, and a lot of us think like a million planets. Like, like, come on, right? But yeah. if you truly think about it, if let's say there's like for every star in the Milky Way, let's say there's one planet, just one. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred billion stars in the Milky Way, so it's not too far fetched the idea. Um, but also GW doesn't understand like numbers. <laughs> so there's also that. But like like the Imperium, there's so many fucking humans in this galaxy that Mortarian Sweet. will lead his way out. He will take over planets. He will turn things to Death Guard. But he still does have to deal with Tyranids, Orcs, Necrons, other Imperial oh, groups. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Tau, even, even though he would make a mockery of Tau. Ah, the, nobody, t- nobody cares about the Tau. He can have them. Whatever. I, tr- I truly I like think Tau. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, I think they're cool. I like their oh, okay. future space guns. I, uh, think about, the thing about Tau that, that makes them a little boring is lore-wise, the Tau, like, how do I explain it? If you are on one side of the Sahara Desert, the Tau will snipe you with a railgun from the other side of the Sahara Desert. The reason why wow. fighting the this reason why Tau is always lo- is always losing in like art is because if they were winning, you wouldn't see them. They would they would have used their insanely long range mechs and weaponry from across the goddamn like pond, and they would shoot you. Jeez. Their stuff is super long range and accurate. That's what makes them tough. But if I'm being honest, if the, if the entire the entirety of the Death Guard could not wipe out Tau, they would oh, wipe really? out a lot of Tau though. <laughs> but not all of them, but they would they would do a number on the Tau. Okay. Like, if the Imperium wanted it, they could kill the entire Tau race. Wow. If they truly wanted to extinguish them, they couldn't. But it's not worth the resources. Because if you'd right. spend that many resources trying to kill the Tau, good, then the Necrons arrive, then the Orcs arrive, then Martarian is like, hey, Dad, I'm on Earth now because <laughs> you took all your dudes elsewhere, you fucker. <laughs> That'd be a problem. That'd be a big, big problem. It would be. It's crazy so, how much of a balancing act it is. Like, and it never you could works. take out them, but then you get fucked over by these others. It's it, yeah. Warhammer's wacky. It it never works. Like, Warhammer is so stupid, but that's why it's fun. Because like, <laughs> even though with all my attempts to justify this, it's stupid, and I know it's stupid. But what? <laughs> what? No. No. Since since when? This fucking edge lord board game made by the English. <laughs> Stupid. That was the biggest problem right there, the English. But yeah, it's a it's a cool stinky world out there for the Death Guard. Uh do you have any questions either of you, Pat? <sighs> now, if I remember correctly, Nurgle's power is like entropic in nature, right? Like is like the disease and rot it's like a function of entropy yeah okay so 
one of the things that was interesting to me is that, like, corn. I mean, they, all of them get their power-ups via various ways, right? Um, uh, yeah, normally by, like, submitting themselves to the god. Yeah, but what I mean is, like, the Chaos God itself. Like, Korn, I mean, is there are tons of war? Korn's gonna be doing well, which is why, historically, Korn has really done well overall, right? Because it's fucking Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, generally. <laughs> okay, uh, so, uh, I remember reading a wiki article on Nurgle a million years ago. And it was that uh, Nurgle is, I mean, not necessarily, the. I mean, he's not the biggest boy. Like, uh, Korn's usually the biggest, and then Slanesh and Siench have their moments. But Nurgle will vary wildly depending on, hey, did I manage to hit everybody with a really juicy plague? Power go up. Yes? Uh, kinda. The idea of the warp is, you know, like, everyone's... All the things going on, you know, have a direct impact to the yin to the yang. So, mm -hmm. disease in general will help feed Nurgle, even if it's something as simple as, like, the flu. Oh, even if he's not actually responsible or involved with oh. it at all. Yeah, because, because like, it also, like, emotions are feed the gods as well. Because each chaos god represents the both sides of an emotion. Corn is anger hatred and violence but he's also a uh, sense of honor survival of the fittest um martial combat zinch is greed trickery conniving but he's also the idea of of constant change and hope nurgle is is sloth stagnation um ex like acceptance of death that kind of thing um, so mm -hmm. he's he's on both. So as long if you're like a lazy son of a bitch, like that feeds Nurgle. If you're like a, a corrupt bureaucrat, that feeds Zinch. And if you're just like a murderer, that feels corn. Oh, I see. And if you're a sex uh, pervert, uh, that uh, feels Sunesh. Yeah, I was about to say. I was talking about it. I think it was in the in uh, a cut part of the Warhammer video that we made with Shy, um, where uh, Dark Tide is going to be coming out. Yeah, and, uh, Dark Tide okay. is again much like Vermintide, going to be a, a Nurgle-focused uh, Warhammer game. I thought Vermintide. And I thought Vermintide like, was the Skaven. Skaven it is, but there is a Chaos faction in it, and it's the Nurgle faction. Oh yeah. shit! Um, I mean. And uh, it got me thinking. It's like, well, Corn was like in game anyway. It was like hilariously overrepresented, like. It was it was just corn with every single Warhammer game you could get your hands on forever, um, and then Siench uh, got their shot uh, with the MMO because they wanted to have uh, the Chaos players have cool transformations into like okay. crab people and shit like that. So okay, Siench got their shot, but recently it's been all Nurgle because you get to make just the the grossest dudes you got with your 3D modeling team. But Slanesh is never going to get that shot. <laughs> you're never, you're never going to have, you're well, never going to have like a video game, and it's like, what's the main, what's the, who's the main antagonist? Oh, it's the god of rape. That's like, that's, yeah, that's, it's yeah. not going to happen. Um, so, okay, so, so like, like obviously, Nurgle for Dark Tide is great because it's Left for Dead style. It's zombies works out well. Yeah. Um. I, People tend to forget that Slanesh is not just sex. 
Sex is actually a smaller part of Slanesh. It's actually not the majority. People see it that way because it's designed that way, because it works better when you're trying to like create a, a design team, right? Um, right. Slanesh is unspeakable excess. So excess of emotion, excess of of um, of feeling. It's like the the six senses. It's the excess of the six senses. Extremely pungent smells, pain, lots of pain, uh, sound. Like often, like the uh, the marine equivalent of Sunesh Marines are called noise marines because they blow your eardrums out and and try to make your head like implode through like sound waves. There's a, a joke constantly where the Marines yell, "This silence offends Slanesh," <laughs> and and so often, often a large part of Slanesh is not just being able to like bang everybody, but that's the idea that like sex is one of the heights of human uh, feeling, of human mm -hmm. like like touch and, and sense. But you combine sex with insane amounts of horrifyingly loud music and drugs, lots and lots of drugs. I forgot about drugs, drugs are huge. <laughs> and also um, like like pain, hence why they're all rapey. And that's how you get the Slanesh idea. But often a lot of the Slanesh comes down to drugs, pain, and noise, more so than just sex. Um, I would like some Slanesh representation. I, I uh, very much agree. But considering that their base units have lobster hands and their tits are all out, it is a little bit difficult. Ah, and the yeah, the nudity makes tough. more difficulties. Uh, the nudity yeah, has more difficulties than everything else in that one. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So Slanesh is just excess. Like it doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be an excess of like sex, drugs, and music. It's just an excess of anything. It, the excess of feeling. Gotcha. Okay. So it's kind of like. Like with Slanesh, like everything else, without Slanesh, there is no taste. There is no, there is no touch. There is no like feeling. Like without Slanesh, there is no happiness that can be made from that kind of thing. Right, right. It is very okay. much like you need Slanesh if you want that kind of stuff. But at the same time, she is the the she who thirsts, uh, or they who thirst, the prince of darkness, the unspeakable excess. Um, they have like a bunch of stuff like endless cacophony. Is a uh, is like a <laughs> ability they have, which is pretty crazy. They're um Such an lords. Yeah, there's there's one that's uh, there's a unit called the Mask of Slanesh, and they've been cursed to dance for eternity. But they'll like they'll they'll force other living f beings to also dance for eternity until like their ankles break and like like and but oh, like sucks. they just they just do it forever, and it's kind of weird. That's so weird. That's <laughs> out of all the horrible, crazy disease-ridden things in, in Warhammer, there's, of course, there's a unit that's just like, yeah, we're just gonna dance forever. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, Shy posted this this uh, this image of Noise an official model, which is a punk rocker space yeah, marine yeah. with, like, just leopard pants. Yep. Rainbow like, what an eyesore. <laughs> yeah, that is the picture of excess, for sure. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Adeptus Ridiculous on the Death Guard. It was quite fun. We will uh, definitely have to keep talking about some of the, the actual units and things and talk about them later on. But until then, my name's been Bricky. You can find me at Bricky basically everywhere. Twitter, YouTube, stream, etc. DK, where can they find you? 
You can find me uh, everywhere, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, at DK Diamantes, Instagram, real DK Diamantes, until I can buy that fucking name out. But yeah. And uh, to our special guest, Pat, where can they find you? Hey, guys. You can find me over twitch.tv slash patstaresat or twitch.tv slash castlesuperbeast uh, on Mondays, specifically for the podcast. I, I'm kind of surprised at how much of this podcast I sent just, like, listening to you, Bricky. I'm usually, like, the chattiest bitch in the world. Well, uh, it is but, quite like, early for you. Yeah, but not just that. It's just, like, I just kind of want to sit here and just be like, oh, yeah, and then he, uh, and then he got poisoned, and then... And then the bugs came the out, and then they were like, kind of a, a kind of a badass, but like he's full of himself. This is very pleasant. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that you could join us. It's definitely something that we like to do every like one every ten episodes or something. Get a guest on, so it was super fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and you could also find Shy, of course, over at All the Things Quite Shallow, Quite Shy, etc. Uh, I'm not sure when she's going to amalgamate that all into one, so I can just say Quiet Shy or something. You're definitely like. gonna want to check out her videos as fast as possible because she, I hear she's quitting Warframe. Oh no! So you want to watch yeah. all those Warframe yeah. videos real fast. Oh, definitely. No. Yeah, that's a shame. She. You didn't play it for like a day. She's totally out. So, thank you very much for watching. <laughs> that was so <laughs> awkward. Why do you say it like that? Mm -hmm.